When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Oh, glorious King, we thank you for the privilege to pray before your presence right now. We ask now, Lord God, that you saturate this place. Let your radiant glory reflect in this place with love and mercy and grace and redemption and forgiveness of sins. Lord God, we ask that you restore, Lord, those who have been broken. Mend those hearts, Lord God, that have been broken. Regulate those minds, Lord God, that have been distracted and derailed, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for we know you can do it well, Lord God. You are perfect. You are holy. We pray right now, Lord God, that as they are coming in through the foyer, Lord God, that they feel your presence, Lord God. Let it exude, Lord God, from heart to heart and breast to breast. We pray, Lord God, that you bless the speaker on our, our pastor, Brady Brown Sr. Let the words flow through his mouth smoothly. Let all the technical uh, technology, they, let it not fail in the name of Jesus. Let your word go forth to those who are listening through the internet, Lord God. Let them feel your presence just as we feel it here, Lord God. Bless this powerful magnification team behind me. Let them sing your mercy. Sing your truth. Let them radiate your love. Let the people see that you are with them. Let them know, Lord God, that they can do all things through you, Lord God. Because you're going to strengthen them by the word, Lord God. But we are moving out forward in faith, Lord God. We bless your holy and righteous name and we give you all the praise that's due your name. Bless our hearts Lord God as we open up our mouths and lift our hands to give you praise in this place. In Jesus name. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is there anybody just glad to be in the house of the Lord just one more time? Yes. You guys look good in your red. Celebrating or recognizing Heart Health Month. Thank you for that. On behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Rady Brown Sr., I want to welcome you to this worship experience that you're going to be a part of today. We realize if there anyone here with us for the very first time, we would like you to, or either join us online, we would like to have the opportunity to get to know you. We would like for you to text the word guest to 830-689-8074 and tell us a little bit about you and we wanna hear a little bit more about you. Uh, you and give you a little bit more information about us. Our pastor is going to come and declare a powerful word. Does anybody need a word today? Well, I believe he has one for you. You're in the right place. But I also want to uh, welcome you guys to our guest artist today. Our guest artist is none other than Ananias Montague. And he is... And he, along with our praise team, is going to usher into the spirit this morning. After that, you're going to hear a powerful word from our pastor, Pastor Ray D. Brown. Welcome. 
Come on, let's praise the Lord this morning, everybody. Can you stand to your feet? And let's give God a great big praise. Come on, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Come on, aren't you glad that David wasn't selfish? He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, I said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Has the Lord been faithful to anybody in the building this morning? Come on, those that are joining online, has the Lord been faithful to you? Well, can you testify with your praise of how faithful the Lord that we serve has been to us? Come on, give him praise this morning, everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We will declare your goodness. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. simple song that simply says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth, no matter what I see or how I feel, as long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord, as long as I'm breathing, oh yes I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord, come on did you come here to bless him this morning, come on. And let's declare it together, team, everybody. I will bless. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continue to be in my No matter what I see. No matter what I see or how I breathe. As long as I'm breathing. As long as I'm breathing. Oh, yes, I'm breathing. I bless the Lord. As long as I'm breathing. Oh, yes, I'm breathing. Come on, can we stay right there? Come on. Come on, we're going to bless him. Let's say it again, everybody. Come on. Let's say, I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continue to be in my mind. No matter what I see. No matter what I see or how I breathe. As long as I'm breathing. As long as I'm breathing. Oh, yes, I'm breathing. I bless the Lord. Yes, I'm breathing. I'm blessed. Oh, magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Let us exalt His name. We'll do it together. Let's lay down now. And lift up. And we'll do it together. Come on. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. Come on. Let's say it again. 
come on. I think you ought to give God a better than good to you. He's been better than good to me. Praise right now in this place. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. We are grateful for our guests today. No, not this. This is not preaching time. Amen. Amen. But close to it. Amen. We want to pause right now. Yes. Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me. I remember the old songs. Yes. Jesus loves me. Oh, for the Bible. We want to ask. Parents Dominique and Shannon Manning will come with their baby boy, Aiden Trayvon. Is that right? Amen. Come on and give them some love as they come this way. Grandparents, you may come as well. And Deacon Brown, amen. Come on, cuz. Amen. Sister Brown, God bless you. Come on. This is their deacon. Amen. Y'all may stand right here in the middle. Listen, you, you all do not know how much pleasure it brings this church. Hey, you can stand. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Let me see Aiden. Aiden. Look at you, man. I already got style hair. Did your mama do that? Mm -hmm. Hey, great-grandmother. Great-grandmother? Where's she at? You did that? Look at you. All right. Amen. Great grandmother. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful family. Amen. Y'all come on, spread apart. Come on, spread around. No, 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 not you. Not daddy. You stay right where you at. Amen. Amen. Y'all need y'all to face towards me, if you don't mind. Amen. We are certainly delighted and excited for this opportunity. Because anytime you see babies keep coming to this church, and we've had so many baby dedications already this year and last year, and we got three generations right here. Y'all not hearing me. Um, mm, mm, mm. This means that the, the church is continuing to grow and, and that we're continuing to not only add to the church spiritually, but also biologically. And what a wonderful time to reflect God's love in through a baby. Children are a reflection of God's love. Every child, just like the Christ child, deserves and should be protected, should be nurtured, should be developed. They don't come with instruction books. They all got different personalities and temperaments. And he got teeth already. So I already know. <laughs> Children are pure potential. They can grow up to be anything. They can be anybody. Anything is still possible. The Bible says in Jeremiah 5, 1 and 5, before I formed you, I, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. His assignment has already been given him. All he has to do is just walk into his purpose. 
But that doesn't happen without somebody helping. I wouldn't be standing here right now if I hadn't had some help. You wouldn't be sitting where you're sitting right now if you hadn't had some. Somebody needs to say thank God for some help. No wonder Jesus says, no wonder he says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them for such is the kingdom of heaven. Psalms 127 and 3 says, children are a gift. It proclaims that sons, y'all, are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from him. He's rewarding you all. He looked upon you in a special way and thought you were worthy enough that you would be stewards over this baby. In his goodness, he gives parents gifts. You now have the responsibility, and, and it's an awesome one, for caring for the gift. How would you take care of the gift that God gives you? Because remember, even though it's yours by way of stewardship, he still belongs to God by way of ownership. Samuel, 1 Samuel 1 and says, Hannah presented her son to the Lord. Jesus was presented to the, to the, in the temple by Mary and Joseph. And so Aiden comes today, disrupting all this praise and worship. Had a guest musician, but he's here because this is important. And it's also, I want to commend your, these parents for taking the time to do this, these grandparents. And obviously y'all did the right thing by assisting and making sure that somebody had a relationship with the Lord. Let me read this last scripture because I like this when Ephesians 6 and 4 says, fathers do not provoke children to wrath. We gotta be careful as dads. And that, you know, when it says fathers, it also means parents mothers and fathers because you got to be careful that sometimes we punish them for wrong and we don't equally reward them for right we ought to celebrate them whenever they're doing the right thing it says bring them up in the training and instruction of the lord listen whatever you do keep this boy close to the lord keep him connected to the church do you know the streets are waiting for him and we've got to do all we can to make sure that we are raising up a generation of people who love the Lord, children who love the Lord, love God with every ounce of your fiber. The best way you, Daddy, can show how you love your son is by loving on his mother. And likewise, Mama. Amen. Love each other. And so here, this is the last part. By coming to this church before God, by being embarrassed by your pastor, here on live stream amen all these people we're witnesses but heaven is also witnessing do you hereby declare your desire to dedicate your child to the Lord if so please by responding by saying we do and do you family and church family Stand by them to assist and help in any way that you can. If you do, say, we do. Amen. that last step <laughs> the Bible talks about oh you don't want this I don't even blame you 
The Bible talks about oil as a symbol of God's presence in the Old Testament, anytime you read that. And we want to go to God in prayer. We want to bless this baby. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, Lord, for your power and presence. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to, to pray for these parents, this baby, this child. We pray for your covering right now, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would protect him and guide him, keep him, put a hedge around him, protect him, let him become all that he can be. Let his assignment be fulfilled in you. Put people around him, a church around him, a family, a village that he might be able to fulfill his purpose for which you allowed him to be here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Bless this family. Bless this church. We give you praise and honor and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You got your hands full. <laughs> that only means all that energy needs to be cultivated. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember I was a baby, but they said I was like that too. Amen. Listen, this is for you. This is a reminder. And you could tell Aiden when he gets older that he interrupted church service, added 25 more minutes to the service. <laughs> Amen. So he is ready. God bless you. Come on, give God praise. Come on for this family. Amen. All right, man. Oh, y'all not. God bless you. Y'all not making enough noise. God bless you. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Bless you. We've got a special guest named Ananias Montagu. Did I say that right? Listen, those, both of those names right there stand out. And there's, there's not another Ananias Montagu in this building. I got members of my church named Ray Brown. I got people who's, you know, I got Smiths all in my, 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 my contacts. I don't have not one Montagu. I can't even spell Montagu. But this brother is here all the way from Omaha, Nebraska. He's gifted, he's talented. And he has spent some time with our singers, amen. And we're just grateful to be able to connect with him today. If you are a guest, you're about to be in for a treat. If you're a member, amen, you're just going to be able to just go with the flow as he continues to lead us in worship. It's all about him. When we worship, we're, we're worshiping him. Not entertainment, not, it's not about your praise, it's about giving him praise. Isn't he worthy? Come on, brother Ananias. And guess what? He got a good group behind him. The resurrection, front line, praise to him. The Bible declares to let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Has God redeemed anybody in the building this morning? Come on, have you been redeemed? Listen, we, we just want to continue to sing about the Lord's goodness. God has been so faithful to us. And he's been so good to us. And so this morning, if you can just let your heart sing to God this morning. It's a familiar song that simply expresses that the Lord has been good to us. And can you get one thing on your mind that you know that it was nobody but the Lord who did it for you? And can you just begin to give God praise for that one thing? Can I help you? Did the Lord make a way for you? Come on, did the Lord allow you to walk into this sanctuary this morning? 
the praise. Listen, it simply says, it says, Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough. Even if I try, cause you've been so good to me. Come on, let's say it. Come on, Lord Jesus. Lord, you are good. You've been so good.
Come on and testify.
thine the glory. Can you say that with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
stretch your hands out to the Lord. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we are grateful. We acknowledge the fact that you've been so good. So good. Lord, we want to make it personal today. We know that you are a personal Savior. And so we give you personal praise. We, we, we give you purposeful praise. We give you praise based upon our perspective of how good you've been. Touch every person under the sound of my voice right now. Every person who's streaming this, 
worship every person who's in this building who's in the overflow room I pray right now that you would bless in fact use us to bless your name we bless you for all of your benefits in fact Lord right now bless your name that it might be glorified your word let it be magnified your people let them be edified let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and redeemer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Let our hearts say amen. 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 And amen. Come on and give God another praise. Thank you. Come on, Brother Ananias. Matigu. Praise and worship singers, our singers, our musicians. Thank you for setting the tone of worship. Amen. Let's go straight to God. I'm not going to be long. Don't have to be. Amen. The Lord has already showed up and showed out. And he's showing off, I believe, in every one of your lives. This is the day he's made, isn't it? So all this noise that you've just seen and witnessed, we got a reason to rejoice and be glad. You know that we have been in a series, if you've been following us for the last few Sundays, entitled Moving Forward. And today we want to shed our sermonic spotlight on another book, the book of James, chapter 1. And we want to read into your hearing verses 2 through 4 from the NIV uh, version of the Bible. And it reads as this, hear the word of God, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So just let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The word of God for the people of God, all praise be to God. You may be seated in the presence of our God. We want to tag this text today with this title, Moving Forward Through Your Tests. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to move forward even through your tests. The book of James, the book of James is an encouraging book. It is where we find notable milestones by which through faith we can navigate our way forward no matter what happens. Because the truth is, I know you look pretty, and you look handsome, you look cute. Uh, we're all going through something. We may not look like it, we may not act like it, we may not talk about it, we may not even admit it. Others whom we pray for may be going through even worse, but all of us are going through something right now. You can't go under it, you can't go around it. You gotta go through it. It's like the gospel according to Grandmaster Flash. Don't push me, because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder. I'm praying for all y'all. See which station y'all listen to. <laughs> we all have temptations. 
We all have troubles, we've got tests, we've got trials, and I'm grateful that this scripture does not gloss over that nor try to avoid it because all of us go through things that we'd rather go around. Our text for today opens with an introduction. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. James is Jesus's half brother, his, his, his younger brother fathered by Joseph. He didn't believe initially who Jesus claimed to be. In fact, he, he rejected his claims to be the son of God, the Christ, uh, or the long sought Hebrew Messiah. He joined in with the rest of the family and trying to stop Jesus from saying those things for fear that they might become viral and things might become violent. He, he thought that Jesus had lost his marbles, that he was just two Fruit Loops shy of a bowl, that he was stone cold crazy. Jesus, for James, uh, had some issues. He was not a believer in him during his lifetime, nor did he even believe him at the cross. James, my friends, became a believer after the resurrection. When Jesus appeared to him alive again, Paul points out that James, that Jesus appeared to 500 people at once and then he appeared to James, his brother. It, it, that's how it's read in the Bible. That after soaking the dirt with his blood, after saving the world through his sacrifice and shaking the ground with his resurrection, Jesus appeared to James. James, now known as James the Just, became one of the most prominent leaders of the early church in Jerusalem. And this that we've just read today is a letter, and it must have been written very early because he died as a martyr of the faith in 65 AD. Enemies threw him from the top of the temple when he wouldn't renounce his faith in Jesus, but it didn't kill him, so they beat him with clubs. And as he was dying, forgiving them, he uttered the words of his older brother, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. They continued beating him until he was dead. And here in this letter, we are able to read his writing to the scattered people, God's scattered people, people who were forced to live in diaspora all across the northern African peninsula. Y'all know something about the diaspora. It's still happening even in our day, just in a different way. We are being scattered, scattered by anxiety and agitation, brokenness and bitterness, crises and circumstances, scattered by those who want to revise history and pretend as though what did happen didn't happen. Scattered by a man's persistent psychosis in pursuit of the presidency. Scattered by disappointment, division, enemies and ego, fears and failures, grief and gaslighting. Scattered by injustice and inequity, jealousies and judgments, killings and kickbacks and lack and labels and mess and money. We're being scattered but we don't have to be shattered because what looks like could pull us apart can actually push us closer together. Can I get a witness? 
because if this entire passage could be summarized in one sentence, it would sound like this, that even in bad moments, God is still good. I need about five more people. Can I get 15? I got 16. I'll make 17. Somebody ought to just say it so your neighbor can overhear it. Say, even in bad moments, God is still good. And James describes these bad things. He calls them trials and tests. And he's unashamed to inform us that the first thing that tests do, and they do some things, and the first thing that tests will do is tests will prove your faith. It's right there in verse 2. He says, consider it. He says, count it. Pure joy. My brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You can move forward. I can move forward. We can move forward because through our tests, we discover that tests prove our faith. Let me give you this one for free. God wouldn't give you a test that he didn't trust you could handle. Can I get a witness? And notice, notice, notice here in, in the text that the scripture says trials and tests of many kind will come. God's got a test designed just exactly for you. It's, it's just right for you. It, and listen, here, here it is. It's not a maybe. You got a tr- test that's coming. You, uh, t- testing time is coming. You, you thought that just when you graduated from school and, and high school and college that all the te- no, you, a test, your, your tests are coming. Trials test your faith. And tests, watch this, reveal whether your faith is genuine or counterfeit. Think about how back in school you were matriculating through grade school, through college. What were the worst kinds of tests? Here it is, the ones for which you were not ready. I'm gonna let that sit for just a minute. I caught you by surprise on that one. But, but, But here it is. Here it is. If I'm ready for the tests, if I know that the tests are coming, it's a different scenario altogether. It's still tough, but my preparation prevents my aggravation. And that's what God is trying to do as he speaks to us through James. He says, basically, live ready for testing time. If, if, you are, if, if you're ready, you don't have to get ready. Did I say that right? We, we can conclude that if you live ready for testing time, and notice it's plural, we, got, we can conclude one thing, and that is it's not just one test. That after one test, it's not time to celebrate and say, now it's, you know, I, I'm behind all that. Now my life can go back to normal. Things will be easy again. No, this text teaches that tests are literally of many varieties. Sickness is a test. Struggle is a test. Financial difficulty is a test. Losing a house, losing a relationship, losing a friend, losing a job, losing a loved one. Tests come in many different varieties, variations, classes, and categories. We hear the bad news. We can't get over it. We can't go around it. You've got to go through it. 
And so the question is not whether you will go through, but how. And notice that James uses a mathematical term here when he says consider, or in other translations, he's rendering it, count it all joy. In other words, when test time comes, add them to the plus column and not the minus column. Not because of what I feel, but because of what I know. I know that the test I undergo now produces something in the future if I overcome. Can I get a witness? Uh, the word for knowledge here, no, I know the knowledge that he's talking about is not intellectual knowledge. It's not even, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's experiential knowledge. It's knowledge that you can only gain by going through something. That's what the old folks were trying to tell us when we were younger. Y'all, you ain't even been through nothing yet. Yeah. You tripping over that? You, you, you ain't even lived life yet. It, it's not something you read about. It's something you live out. And as you go through it, guess what? You get something. And James says, here's what you get. Perseverance. The Greek word for that literally means staying power, patient endurance, literally the ability to remain under. You don't crack, you don't break, you don't run, you don't back off, you don't back down, you don't back up, you don't cast it in, you don't throw in the towel, you persevere because while you're persevering, something is happening in you, spiritual strength. Tenacious faith is being produced by the grace of God. Muscles grow under weight. I wish I had some help here. You, you can't gain muscle unless you're lifting or pushing or, or exercise. You got to have some, some, some resistance. Did you know that the muscles of astronauts don't grow in space? It's because of atrophy. Because there's no weight, there's no gravity, there's no resistance. James says the testing, the trials, the trouble, the pressure you are under produces per perseverance and staying power. It's the ability to remain. And if we let it do its work, it leads us to maturity. You show me a mature saint, I'll show you somebody who's been through something who's lived through something and yet they still smile, they can still praise, they can still say amen, they still go to church. I wish I had somebody here. Somebody can testify that you know what it is to have some growing pains. I was talking, Jack just happened to talk the other day and didn't know it was going to be part of the sermon about his grandchild, how he was experiencing some pain because his grandchild was growing and he's, grow he's experiencing some growing pains. His, his grandchild, grandchild, his feet is bigger than mine already. And, but that ain't saying a whole lot, but I, I do have a size nine. And, and y'all, growing pains, we learn how to walk by falling by failing, by stumbling, by scraping, but we get back up again and go get back going again. Y'all, we fall down, but we get back up. It's true spiritually, it's true physically, it's true emotionally, financially, vocationally. We need to, listen, we learn to think by thinking we're right and then finding out that we're wrong. So as we per persevere, under pressure, trials, tests, 
troubles prove our faith. But they also, listen, tests also prompt our prayers. Some of y'all wouldn't pray if you didn't go through something. Just got quiet right there. God, I know it's been a long time. But this right here, Jesus. Boy, when I fell the other day, I called on the name of Jesus and I didn't, I don't even speak in tongues. I spoke in tongues that day. They prompt our prayers. Y'all, when things go wrong and we don't understand why this is happening from our perspective, it's tempting to even blame God. I'm on the ground and I'm saying, Lord, now you know I got two days before I preach, right? You couldn't let me fall after church. (laughs) Now you could have caught me, right? (laughs) Y'all, when we pray, he's saying when you're going through these things, when you pray, here's what you need to do. Ask God for wisdom and then let God reveal to you what's happening and why it's Y'all don't even hear me when I'm saying Because often what we think went wrong actually turns out right. What we look at as a loss is often a gain because watch this, heaven knows something that we don't. Heaven knows how to improvise. Preach, Pastor Brown. Let me show you. Uh, y'all are familiar with the word improvise. Don't you? you know what improvisation is? It's what you just saw on this stage a few minutes ago. Improvisation is a performance, especially in music, that it's not practiced and thereby it's invented on the fly by the performance. Did y'all get that? Improvisation is also the activity of making or doing something that you didn't even plan. Using whatever you find for whatever is available to you. And here's my word. Heaven knows how to improvise. God can take your left and make it right. God can use a crooked stick and hit a straight lick. God can turn a flat into a sharp. Uh, Okay, I got to explain. Everybody ain't getting it. I know you got it. Listen, we saw it last weekend in one of the most thrilling Super Bowls in history. Game started slow. If you was with my group, they was like, when they gonna start playing? Jake Moody kicked a 55-yard field goal, the longest field goal in NFL Super Bowl history, followed by an impressive trick play. The 49ers jumped to a quick 10-0 lead. Then the Chiefs cut the lead down to seven. Hold on, I'm still in the first half. (laughs) I'm going to get there. Don't rush me. <laughs> Harrison Buckner kicked the field goal as the half ended, but the second half was far more exciting. Two teams went on to exchange field goals for the remainder of the regulation, and it went into overtime 1919. 49ers received the ball in overtime, and once again, it seemed like they were going to win the game. Brock Purdy. 
Christian McCaffrey leading a masterful drive to set them up to the goal line, but the Chiefs' defense came up clutch, forced a 49ers field goal. Don't, don't clap, because you might be sitting next to some 49ers fans. But y'all know the rest of the story. For the second straight year, the ball game came down to a game-winning drive capped off by a three-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to McCole Hartman to win the game in a critical moment because they were able to improvise. Y'all thought I got lost. Somebody ought to say hallelujah, you got it. All I'm trying to say, y'all, is that heaven knows how to improvise. Can I make it plain? When all your options appear unavailable, when your opposition seems insurmountable, when the tide and momentum and the shift that's flowing against you and losing seems inevitable, it seems like you're about to lose the game. Never forget that heaven can improvise, that you serve a God who can turn a wound into a wonder. He can turn a mess into a miracle. God can turn your troubles into triumph. So let your problems prompt you to pray. Say, devil, you gave me this problem, but that's okay. The devil is a lie. I know a name that I can call on. Anybody ever called his name? That when in doubt, he'll bring you out. That when you're down, he'll pick you up. Won't he turn you around? Won't he dust you off? Won't he give you a... I wish I had some. Don't permit doubt to have its way. Because James also says when you begin to pray, don't doubt. He says, don't doubt. You're going to be wobbling all over the place. You are unstable and in all your ways. That's what he says. You be going this way and that way and any way and no way because we don't always know what to pray for. Can I get a witness? And that's really one of the main problems. I hear people talking about I prayed and God told me this. No, you, you, you didn't pray the right prayer. You, God didn't show you that. We don't often know what to pray for. But it does tell us in here what to pray for, that we can pray some, for something that uh, it gives us a clear, complete, and comprehensive total conviction of knowing what, that God will give this to you 100% guaranteed. You know what kind of prayer you can pray that God will guarantee, that is guaranteed that he will give it to you? Can I tell you? Yeah. I'm waiting for the people in the back to tell me. Y'all ready? Y'all ready too? Anybody in the balcony? Okay, we don't have one. All right, listen, here it is. You can pray this prayer every time. And I, listen, I've always prayed this prayer. Here it is. Y'all waiting, ain't you? Pray, and it's in, the, it's in the text, for God to give you wisdom. Somebody ought to pray that out loud. Y'all missed it. Somebody ought to just say, God, give me wisdom. You ought not leave here till you pray that prayer. God, give me wisdom and be honest. There are times when you got to pray, Lord, I don't know what's going on. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know what move to make. I don't know what step to take. I don't know my left from my right. I don't even know who I can trust. I don't know who I can turn to. I don't have nobody I can call. It seems like I'm the only one going through this. I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't even know how you're doing this and, or if you're even doing this thing. But God, give me me wisdom. I like to pray that kind of prayer because I know that God will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. 
I, 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 I'm, I'm Ray Brown, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, I'm saved, but I don't always know what's best. But I know that, 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 that if I'm not careful, my way can get in the way of what God wants to do in my life. Anybody else want to confess that? And so I've got to pray, God, give me wisdom. Show me how to walk. Show me how to talk. Show me where to go. Show me what to say. Show me who to see. Bring the right people into my presence, into my circle. Lord, help me. Back in the old days, that's what the old saints were trying to say when they were saying, Lord, guide my feet while I run this race. Lord, hold my hand while I run this race. Lord, fix my heart while I run this race. And then they would say it like this, because I don't want to run this race in vain. I didn't know what that meant back then, but that's what I want to do while I'm running the race. Father of the Protestant movement, Martin Luther said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. It is laying hold of God's willingness. Hear me well, y'all. God knows what he's doing in your life. I, I know it's, it, 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 sometimes it seems crazy. Praying for wisdom may not get you what you want, but it will give you what you need. You, you can't figure God out. You've got to trust God. It, stop trying to figure God out. I know what God, no, you don't know what God is up to. You just need to pray that you are into what he's up to. Matt Chandler said trying to figure God out is like trying to catch a fish in the Pacific Ocean with an inch worth of dental floss. You'll get that later. <laughs> tests prove our faith. Tests prompt our prayers. But thirdly, tests pierce our pride. Come here for a moment because verse 9 says, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorch, scorch, scorching heat and withers the plant, it blossoms, falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Here you are bothered by somebody who's rich. You envious because they got Fendi and Prada and Louis and Yeah, that. Okay, what's the point, Pastor? What are you trying to say? Life is too short. Okay, remember, life is short. By any measurement, the songwriter says, time is filled with swift transitions. None on earth unmoved can stand. Life is short, death is certain, opportunity is fleeting. And what James is saying in this text is that life is like a vapor. He says it. It's like a mist. We permit ourselves to be deceived into believing that all of this is permanent. It's, it's lasting and, it, and that it matters. But in reality, you're here today. And the truth is you can be gone today. And so many things for which we strive, the things that which we try to measure and compare ourselves, all that stuff, y'all, is going to fade away. Money gets spent, cars break down, clothes wear out, jobs lay off. Everything is temporary. 
What a tragedy to give your life to what the late Dr. A. Lewis Patterson would have called the persistent pursuit of perishable products. Because hear me well when I say this, that in the end, it won't matter at all. At all. It don't matter who you are. And, Big baller, shot caller. It don't matter what you possess, what you achieve, what you, where you travel, what you own, what they call you, how you rolling. You too, my friend, will have to answer the final call. And I could hear my grandmother. I could hear her singing, build your hopes, Ray, on things eternal. You need to go on and concentrate on holding on to God's unchanging hand. Stephen Covey in the book, in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, had an exercise where he encouraged people to ask, what would you want people to say about you when you die? They later changed it in an updated, revised version to, of that same book, and they changed that phrase to, what would you want them to say about you on your 80th birthday? Now, they changed it because people got upset about the idea that they might die, which is interesting. Because last time I checked, there ain't no might about it. Keep looking straight. Don't even look to your neighbor and say, you're going to die. No, just look straight. But understand this. The mortality rate remains 100% whether a virus is around or not. And so someone said it like this. Don't take life so seriously. None of us are getting out of here alive. fast listen <laughs> Stephen Covey encouraged people to ask what would I want my family my friends my spouse my children my colleagues my neighbors to say about me all of us y'all should live each day with that question before us knowing that through tests we gain our treasure okay see see that, that's why some people shout more. They know that the tests themselves, the tests that you endure are never the end themselves. Trials and tests and troubles, they only prove your faith. They prompt your prayers. They, they pierce our pride. But here's the final one. This might, this might get you right here. The final version of this section of scripture remind us that tests and trials produce our promotion. Mm -mm -mm. If you don't shout, I'm going to shout. That in this life, you already know this, right? That if you pass the test, you can graduate to the next level. See, you, you pass the test and you get a driver's license. You get to drive the car because you pass the test. If, if you pass the test, you get a diploma. If you pass the test, you get a degree. If you pass the test, you get a promotion. If you pass the test, you get inducted into the lodge. You, you, you pass the test, you're welcomed into the fraternity or the sorority. You move on because the lessons that you learn and the mistakes that you've made and, and the tests that you pass, you can't go under it. You can't go around it. You got to go through it because God's tests get us treasure. When you are going through a trust, God's goal is not to crush you, but to crown you. Can I get some help real quickly? 
Anybody ever played chess? If you've not, let me just give you some, ele- uh, some, some, some idea of what this game is all about. In the game of chess, the element or one of the uh, chess pieces that seems least worthwhile is the pawn. Say pawn. A pawn doesn't seem very important or significant on the chessboard at all. A pawn can be taken out at any time. A pawn uh, can't do any fancy or sideways angling moves on the board. A pawn is not that powerful. A pawn is is, is sacrificed if necessary. A pawn can't go diagonally like a bishop. It can't uh, prance in formations like a knight. It can't move sideways like a rook. It just moves forward in the service of the king. One move at a time, it moves forward. Two moves at a time, it moves forward. Always forward, it can't go, a pawn can't go back, a pawn has to move forward. A pawn moves forward one move at a time in the service of the king. But wait a minute, because do you know what happens when the pawn gets to the other side of the board? You you, you know what they say when that happens, they say, crown me that's promotion that's elevation y'all don't even know when to shout it's been through battles but it kept moving forward it's endured attacks but it kept moving forward it had opposition but it kept moving forward now it can't be a pawn no more it it, it can't be a king but it can become a knight it can become a rook it can become a bishop or a queen crown me because I made it to the other side why do we go through y'all what we go through let me give you this as you go through the rest of this year he says uh, trials and tests we ought to consider them as pure joy because the trials and the tests and the troubles of this life prepare our crown for the next life y'all worried about stuff down here you need to be making preparation for what's going to happen over there I'm done I'm through preaching I thought y'all would have been all over the place maybe you got your shout out when we were singing songs but I got to give you verse 12 because maybe this will bless you because it says it like this too it says blessed is the one who perseveres on the trial because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love get this my friend tests here produce promotion oh somebody's helping me preach I'm gonna go to an old school song real quickly it says it like this I got a few more tears to shed I got a few more burdens to bear got a few more times to give up the right from wrong but I'm gonna keep on fighting onward until the battle is fought and the victory is won and if you make it to heaven before I get there they would say it like this save a seat for me boy I thought that sounded so unbiblical I, there's no theology to it in my mind but I understood what the songwriter was saying he's saying I'm on my way just know I'm gonna get there because one of these old days when time like a weary traveler lays its head on the bosom of eternity when Gabriel pokes out his shining trumpet through the blue vaulted dome in the sky and blows it until the dead in Christ get up and the saints go marching in he's saying one of these old days when the mighty angel descends and puts one foot on land and and the other foot on the sea and announces that time will be no more 
one glad morning when this life is over I'm gonna fly away but I got a few more days few more weary days and then I'll fly away to a home where joy will ever be I'll fly away so despite your tests here just know it produces promotion there just keep moving forward because one of these old days that's how my daddy used to preach it one of these old days we gonna get a chance to crown him lord of all who is him pastor him is adam him is adam's redeemer him is eve's matchmaker him is abel's vindicator Cain's indictment, Noah's ark, Lucifer's eviction notice, Enoch's plane ticket, him is Abraham's ram in the bush, him is Sarah's fertility specialist, Rachel's blind date, Joseph's daydream, Moses' staff, Joshua's battle axe, Samson's strength, David's song, him is Esther's stylist, and fashion coordinator, Ruth's wedding planner, Hezekiah's added years, him is Hosea's marriage counselor, Ezekiel's will, Isaiah's prophecy, Nehemiah's wall, Solomon's wisdom, Mary's baby daddy, Joseph's stepchild, Peter's water walker, him is Paul's proclamation, him is the Gentile's green card, my burden bearer, my heavy load sharer, my doctor when I'm sick, lawyer when I'm in trouble, shelter in the storm, him is Earth's emancipator, heaven's hero, Rose of Sharon, bright morning star, lily of the valley, line of Judah, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, that is who he is, and to him be all the glory, oh, I feel like praising him, is there anybody here that want to give him praise, say thank you Lord, I'ma keep on, I might have to lift, but I'ma keep on, forward give him praise give him glory hallelujah ain't he all right i know he hey 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 ain't the lord all right ain't he all right look at your neighbor and say i've tried him and i found out that he's all right
Pastor Brown, thank you for that powerful word. He didn't preach like a man with a bad leg, did he? No. <laughs> now the word has been preached. And I believe that there's someone in here this morning that needs to respond. And you need to decide that you want to give your life to Christ. This is the church prayer every day that Jesus would pardon our sins. Give your life to Christ to experience this forgiveness that we receive in the newness of your life. And it's really as simple, and you've heard us say it before, it's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit that you need God, and without Him, you are lost in sin. B, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and that He died for our sins. And then C, confess. Confess that Jesus is your Savior and Lord of your life. You have the option right now, as our deacons and our ministers come, we'll give you the option. You can walk down the aisle right now, and we'll walk with you. Or, you can take out your phone and text the word JOIN to 830-689-8074. It's as simple as that.
again For you can get back up again And the Lord still loves you for a saint Praise God, praise God, praise God Put your hands together for those that made the decision to become part of the Resurrection family and for those who have decided to give their life to Christ. Now, we've had worship and prayer. We've had worship and praise. Pastor Brown preached a fabulous word for us. Now, it's time for us to present our gifts. And as we say, God loves a cheerful giver. Your giving has enabled the Resurrection family to share a word, train ministers, uh, minister to our community. Uh, there's several ways you can donate or give through Push Bay. You can text RBC1 to 77977 and follow the instructions. In the sanctuary, you can give as you depart or you can mail it in here to the church campus, or you can drop it off. Couple announcements for you real quick. There are prayer warriors in the back. If anyone is in need of special prayer, we have our prayer warriors in the back. <laughs> All right. Now, are you guys ready to go? All right, if you please stand as we prepare to leave this place. Father God, we wanna thank you for the opportunity to worship you on today, dear God. Dear God, we ask that we, as we leave this place, but never from your presence, we ask you will go with us and stand by us. Henceforth, now and forevermore, let every heart say, Amen. Now, before we go, we have to say our mission statement. Who are we? Servants of Christ. Followers of Christ. Share the love of Christ. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>